From in the beginning to the musical apocalypse, this is The Bible Says What. I'm your host, Mike Wiseman, and on today's episode I talk with Nathan Jones, web minister and co-author of 12 Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets. Like many Christians, Nathan believes Yahweh to be just and fair. Christians will claim that their deity is fair and loving, yet they believe that their deity created a place to send people who do not believe in him or love him to be tortured for all eternity. That does not make any sense. Eternal punishment for not believing something to be true or for not loving someone is pointlessly cruel and vindictive. If I decided to endlessly torture my child because it didn't respect me or listen to me or love me, what would you think of me? How would I be perceived in a civilized society? Let's start the show. Is there anything in the Bible that you yourself have an issue with? <laughs> okay, so it took you reading the Bible to realize that those things were bad for you? Yeah, it actually did. I, I didn't figure this out on your own? No, Ted, Ted Bundy could be redeemed. God doesn't kill children. What do you think the Passover was? Yahweh sets up a whole system in the Old Testament where you slaughter animals just so he's able to forgive you. All right, today we have with us Nathan Jones, who's the co-author of 12 Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets. Welcome to the show, Nathan. It's good to be on, Michael. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your book? Well, uh, a little background. My name's Nathan Jones. I'm the Associate Evangelist and Web Minister with Lamb and Lion Ministries. Uh, we're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And we do that through a number of different ways. Primarily our television show, Christ in Prophecy, which is oh, wow, now in its 16th season. It's aired on all the major uh, Christian networks. Wow. We do uh, conferences, uh, speaking, and we write and produce a lot of materials. And one of those materials is a book I produced with a pastor friend of mine called Twelfth Faith Journeys of the Minor Prophets. It looks at that little sliver of the Bible, that 7% of the Old Testament that's pretty much neglected, and that is the Twelve Minor Prophets. Nice. So what is faith to you? Well, I always look at Hebrews 11.1 1 to explain faith. The Bible describes as now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so that's how the Bible describes it, and that's how I tend to believe it, too. It's the substance of things hoped for. You, you can't see it, but there's enough evidence there that you believe it. So it's a substance. Can the substance... Can you do any? I mean, the Bible explains a lot about what, what faith is, and it seems to give it some pretty... Um, extraordinary attributes here. Let's let's look at Hebrews eleven one for instance. There, uh, do you happen to have your Bible with you? I do, do. And when you say substance, it could also be translated as the realization. Uh, for instance, when uh, you want to marry a woman and you've spent enough time with her, you've gotten to know her, you uh, like her, you're compatible with her, you have the evidence is there, the feelings are there, and then you decide to marry her you're putting hope that in the next 50, 60 years you're going to be married with her, that you'll have a good marriage. But that's based on the evidences that you've seen, the experiences and the feelings that you've had with her. Likewise, it's the same with God. As a Christian, I look at the evidences I see around me, uh, from what I read in the Bible, the change in people's lives, and I can go through many other. The 
particularly Romans 1, which says that we have the evidence based on the creation, the complexity of creation, and the experiences I have with God. Put that all together, and that is the foundation for my faith, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I wish the author of Hebrews wrote things not yet seen, because we believe that someday we will see them. Gotcha. Hebrews 11, 4. Let's start there. It says, By faith Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith he offered him a better sacrifice. What does that mean? Like, how does the faith work in that specific instance? Certainly, certainly. Well, bear in mind, these are the, uh, there weren't very many people on the planet at the time. Obviously, Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel and whoever sisters and brothers they had at the time. They uh, got to see God a lot more. Obviously, Adam and Eve walked and talked and had fellowship with God in the garden. They got hmm. to see him face to face. And uh, when they ex- sinned against God, there was a division. That a pure God could not be with an impure people anymore. And all of human history is to get us back to that garden condition again, a time where we walk and talk and have fellowship with God face to face, a process of human history that's, that's working towards the redemption of mankind. And the redemption of mankind is those who put their faith and trust in God. They, they believe what God says, they obey Him, they want to follow Him. And that was the difference between Cain and Abel. Abel loved God. He was willing to follow Him. He also followed the, the attributes. Now, there's been different time periods, different requirements for sacrifices. Abel was uh, obviously a shepherd. Cain was a, a, a farmer. So Cain likely offered vegetables, and Abel offer, likely offered a lamb. We don't know. It doesn't say. But what he did is, is there was a relation. Like, uh, for instance, if, if you have children, and you have two children, for instance, and one loves to be with you, loves to talk with you and fellowship with you, he obeys you when you ask him to do something. But you have another son. He's rebellious. He doesn't want to be around you. He doesn't <clears throat> care about you. Uh, he don't obey you. And so that was the difference between Cain and Abel. Abel loved God, but Cain did not. Where does the faith part come in, though? Where does the faith? Well, faith has got elements of hope. They've got elements of trust, and they also have elements of obedience. Jesus said that if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And so Abel obeyed the requirements for the sacrifice at that time period, whereas Cain, he just took anything. When you're referring to the minor prophets, you want to talk about sacrifice, for instance. You want to look at Malachi. That is the last book in the Old Testament. And Malachi was a priest at the temple. The Jewish people had returned from being exiled to Babylon. They were rebuilding their country again. And he was working in the temple, and the people were bringing their sacrifices to the temple. Now, the sacrifices, the sacrificial system, let's go back a little, was always meant to show Jesus Christ, the perfect lamb, pure, <clears throat> holy, and blameless. Then, so the requirements for the animals to well, be sacrificed actually, actually, were to be... If, if, the, if the sacrificial system was supposed to be uh, referencing Jesus, just a real obvious thing, why doesn't it reference Jesus? I'm not sure I understand what you're what you're asking. Why does not reference Jesus? Why does the uh, Old Testament sacrificial system never reference Jesus? It never says you're doing this because Jesus is going to come eventually, and then those people who are doing this actually don't even get to meet Jesus. So it's really kind of pointless oh. for those people to be, you know, killing things as a, you know, as a uh, preparation for Jesus. Okay, does I understand your question. Why why they say hey. I'm going to have a son named Jesus, he's going to show up, and he's going to be the perfect lamb, he's going to be the perfect sacrifice. I understand. Okay, yeah. Why did they not know about the Son of God, you're saying? Well, 
in one they did, when you read in all the references to the angel of the Lord in the Old Testament, the angel of the Lord was worshipped as God. He was the pre-incarnate Jesus, the Son of God. So they knew that. They also knew about the Messiah coming, especially, again, in the minor prophets like Mike and all. Hmm. They knew that the, they were coming. And then, again, it was also about obedience. Faith is tied to obedience. Would they obey the precepts of God or would they not? And that's what Malachi was facing. Just a quick finish up what I was Go saying ahead, with yeah. Malachi there is the people were bringing in lame, uh, they were bringing in uh, sick, they were even stealing animals and bringing them to the sacrifice. And uh, Malachi was like, well, wait a minute here, you know, this isn't what the Lord asked you to do. If you love the Lord, you would obey his commands, and his commands were bring a perfect and holy sacrifice. Now, it isn't the, the act of, of killing the animal that, as the Old Testament taught, was the temporary atonement for the covering of the sins. In other words, uh, when you disobey God, you have sinned. You have put a barrier between you and him, and the penalty is death, and that, of course, is death and hell. And so we needed, a, in the Old Testament, a covering for the sins until the Messiah came, the perfect sacrifice to die on the cross. Yeah. So the animal's blood would temporarily cover, and then Hebrews explains it, and the Apostle Paul explains it, that the blood temporarily covered the sins until the sacrifice was made, and that sacrifice being the ultimate sacrifice, the perfect sacrifice without blemish or spot or sin, Jesus Christ. After that, the sacrificial system was no more. Matter of fact, it was right. destroyed in 70 A.D. There, you know, there hasn't been a temple since 70 A.D. because the sacrificial system, the old covenant, is gone. And we're now under a new covenant, a covenant of grace, whereas when we put our faith, there's that word again, and mm. trust in Jesus Christ, our sins aren't just covered, they are forgiven. And by forgiven, then, we can stand before God once more, and we're right. in that relationship of Adam and Eve, that perfect sacrifice, uh, excuse but, me, perfect relationship where we talk and have fellowship with God once more. And I don't know about you, man. I, I know atheists, you guys don't want to be with God for eternity, and I can understand <laughs> if you don't like, you don't believe, and, and you don't, and frankly, my relatives and friends who are atheists, you know, they actually go as far as hating God. That, you know, you wouldn't want to be with somebody that you hate forever and eternity. But for those Christians who, who love Jesus and are looking forward to being with him forever, just like a, a, a groom is looking forward to being with his bride the rest of his life, then we're looking forward to being with Jesus Christ forever. And that full well, circle of humanity is restored. Right. But uh, in order for him to accomplish all of that, he needs bloodshed. He needs blood to be spilled. This, this, this perfect, all-powerful being requires blood, death in order to forgive people. But in actuality, Hebrews 9.22 says the forgiving of others, uh, no, um, uh, wow. Without the Without shedding the blood. of blood, there's no <laughs> Thank forgiveness you. of sin. Right. Thank right. But well, in, actual, that, in actuality, yeah. though, in actuality, though, Yahweh can forgive people without the shedding of blood. Also, Jesus has forgiven people without the shedding of blood. So all of this bloodshed and death is actually pointless if this perfect, all-knowing, all-powerful being can actually do something without having to kill anything. Uh, Jesus forgives a paralyzed man in Matthew 9, 2, uh, Luke 5, 20, and Mark 2, 5. And then he, Jesus forgives a woman who won't stop kissing his feet in Luke 7, 47. And then in the well, Old about Testament... about the adulteress that was going to be stoned. Yes, I mean, and then she, the, by Levitical law, the law that God made should have been stoned. And Jesus said... Go and sin no more. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then Yahweh forgives David in Second Samuel twelve thirteen in the Old Testament without David even asking, without David even sacrificing anything. So God is able to forgive without bloodshed. He doesn't need all of this death and blood. 
spilled to his name just so he can forgive you? Why does he need Jesus to die if he doesn't even need blood to forgive us? Well, all the examples you gave are Mm. examples of forgiveness based on one or two sins or a lifestyle of sin. It still doesn't answer the problem that a humanity has, and that is that we have broken fellowship with God. So here we have a God Mm. who's perfect and holy and pure. That'd be like you coming out and you got your nicest clothes on. You got your white clothes. You just came out of the shower. You know, your hair is clean. And then you walk outside and you get even a little speck of dirt on you. It's noticeable. You can see it. It's right there. It's an an offense. And so what happens is that you have committed a crime. Let's say, for instance, you're a serial killer and you have killed people and you go to court. No, no, no. I'm using an example. Let's even go in list. Okay. Well, tell me this, Michael. Hmm. Have you ever lied? Of course. Of course. Have you ever stolen anything? Um, sure I have. Yeah, I mean, especially as little kids, I still remember stealing a handful of peanuts. Yeah. Uh, Jesus said if you even looked at a woman lustfully, we were actually committing adultery in our own hearts. Why can't have you he just forgive me, at a person? Why does he have to have all these special things just to forgive me? Why can't he just forgive? Because I can just forgive you for doing something. We as a society, as a human race, are able to forgive each other without anything having to die without having to, to threaten somebody with eternal torture and fire. But, but I think we're getting off the subject here a little bit. I, I just want well, no, to, to reconfirm. I think you're right here. You're, you're bringing up a great point because, mm. well, for instance, this. let's say somebody goes, they've killed someone, a child, and mm. they are in court case, and they are standing before a judge. The judge has the ability to commute their sentence, right? He has the ability to not sentence them. But can he say that they're not guilty? or guilty. No, but that's up to the jury. Well, according to the law of God, when we have sinned, when we have broken fellowship with God, then we stand under the wrath of God. Let me pull this up for you. I think this is a great verse that will help answer that question. And that's But that doesn't uh, sound like a loving God, though. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm getting to that. John 3.36, and it reads, He who believes in the Son Mm -hmm. has everlasting life, but he who does not believe in the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abides on him. Why? Just for not believing? He's going to get mad at me just for not believing in him? Doesn't that seem kind of ridiculous? Well, you're you're in one step, but let's step back. Okay, you lied, you've stolen, you've lusted after someone, right? You've broken at least the Ten Commandments. I've had a thought (laughs) Most of us have broken And I've talked back to my parents. Now I deserve death. Right. According to God. Because, well, look at God's standard. God's standard is perfection. Do you know a human being who's ever been perfect? If a human being was perfect and said, well, you're not being perfect to me, I'm going to kill you now, that is a ridiculous thing to say. And for a God to say that, who says he's loving and perfect, is even more ridiculous. Okay, well, look at it this way. The child that was killed by the person, who's not the guy who's now on trial, hmm. does the child deserve justice? Sure. Okay, if you stole something from somebody, that's the person you stole from, do they receive should they get some kind of recompense back? Sure, but if I don't love somebody, right. they shouldn't get something in return <clears throat> as a punishment. Well, love is an element. See, this is, this is where, I, and when I talk with atheists, they, they either see the love or the justice, but they don't see both. God is both perfect and love and justice. Now, justice is love. When you think about it, if a judge sentence mm-hmm. a man to prison or even to the death sentence... That's, dude, that's completely different doing than it? what God does, though. God well, back tortures back children. God drowns children. Who gets God the justice? You're looking at the criminal. Hell. Michael, Michael, yeah. you're looking at the criminal, but you're not looking at the victim. The victim is the child. 
Isn't that an act Poor of love Jesus, I to love bring justice to the child? Forever. That doesn't sound... Dude, we're talking about Jesus and God here, not a child who has, who has been wronged. This is an all-powerful, perfect be being, right? Why mm -hmm. does he need my love so much, and if I don't love him, he's going to torture me forever? There's no love in that, man. There's no justice okay, well, in that at all. If my kids say they don't love me, you know, that's that's hurtful. But I'm not going to torture them. I'm not going to punish them. I'm not going to threaten them. I'm not going to drown them. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Well, see, that's what you're saying. You're saying that God is the one doing it. But, you know, when we sin against God, we placed ourselves under the death sentence. You know, originally, yeah, you know, hell when my was kid created did what was for wrong, Satan. It was him that drowned himself because, you know, he did what was wrong. That's a ridiculous thing. You can't blame the victim here. Just because I don't love your God doesn't mean I'm worthy of being burnt alive forever and tortured. Well, you're assuming then that you would be sentenced by God to hell, but that you're not already under the sentence. And this is what the Bible teaches, that you were born in sin, and therefore because you're born in sin, you're already born under the death sentence. And that's not what God wants. That's why God did not create us. Did you know that God created humanity to walk and talk and have fellowship with ever. He's, he calls us our, his, our Heavenly Father. He loves us, and He wants to be with us forever. If but He loves humanity, me, He wouldn't torture me with eternal fire. Or He oh, wouldn't but, threaten you know, me is, with eternal fire. That doesn't make any sense, man. Michael, this is what Jesus did to you. He's not threatening you. You're already sentenced to hell. We were all <laughs> born sentenced to hell. That doesn't we make are, it any better, though. Because we're <laughs> No, but this is what He did. He sent his own son, his own son, he who was a perfect to. sacrifice, to die in our place. He believed he did, and he did. To, to he fulfill did not his have sense to. He's justice. an all-powerful being. He can snap his fingers and forgive us. That's not he that could, difficult. But he instead, did not have he to sent send his son. He didn't have to. That's disgusting. Well, if I send my he son doesn't to have die, to, but God believes he did have to, and that's what God he did. makes the rules, right? God makes the rules, and he abides by them. And okay, he's abiding so he by his own rules. sense of justice. He makes the rules. He made the rule that something had to die. He decided at some point in his eternal life, I'm going to make humans. And then when I make humans, I'm going to make them love me. Oh, they, they, if they don't love me, I'm going to send them to fire to be tortured forever. Ah, and I hear atheists say that all the time, but that is totally incorrect. Because well, you're putting the cart before the horse. God created us because he loved us. But we're the ones who rebelled against him. According to his sense of justice, as a judge, he has to show love to justice. He, he has made... to give justice to that lost child. Let me finish. Yeah. So what he did is he needed a sacrifice. He needed someone to take our place. So let's say you're in that courtroom. He didn't and need that. The judge, the judge, yes, he did. The judge had to sentence <laughs> you to hell. He had to because he under the law, the judge was required... Being. Uh, but see, he still works by his own law. He doesn't work outside the of the law. He make works the rules, within though. the law. The judge does, does not make, the, make the, rules. the rules. The judge does not well, write in this the case, laws. Well, that's God where God's a little different, because he's both prophet, priest, and king. So right. He's all in one. He can change so the So he's laws. not just a judge in the judicial system. He's also like the president, and he's also like the congressman. He's all wrapped up in one. So you're mm. in the court case, right? And you have God mm. about to sentence you. And so what happens is that his son Jesus then walks in, and he says, put the punishment on me. Let me take the punishment. Let him go free. <laughs> and that's what Jesus did by dying on the cross. He uh, took the punishment for your sins onto pointless. himself. He's the one who went to hell for three days. He's the one that rose and beat death. And when we put our faith and trust in him, we get that grace. We get that 
justice is now on Jesus, and we are free then to live forever in heaven and not go to hell. God's sense of justice has been satisfied. Do you have children, Mike? That's disgusting, man. That's disgusting. Yes, I have children, and I would not threaten them with eternal torture if they didn't love me. I would not require that. He does. What do you think hell is, man? Well, that's where free will comes in. We have the right to choose God or not. It's still disgusting. You're stopping. Stop. You add free will does not make it any better. If my kid comes in here and he won't leave me alone and it says he doesn't love me, I'm not going to threaten to torture him. I'm not going to be like, well, those are the rules, man. Now I have to kill. You have to kill something in order to apologize to me, or I'm just going to, you know, burn you forever. Well, my, I have. I have children, too. I have three of them. Right. And you don't threaten to I drown know. them. You don't Let's threaten to say, send wild animals after them. You don't starve them to death like Yahweh right. does in the Old Testament. Because well, we happens, are loving parents, right? We are loving right. parents who want to take care of our children, who don't want any harm to come to them, so we're not going to threaten them with harm. Well, see, you keep coming back to threatening. You, you forget that, according to the Bible... We're already under the death sentence. We're born under. He doesn't have to threaten us. Instead, no, he reaches his hand out to rescue Great. us from that death sentence. That doesn't sentence. make it any better, man. That makes it, it makes worse. It makes much better because it shows <laughs> that God loved it. Go back to John 3.16. Every atheist oh, knows John 3.16. For God so loved he the loved world. He loved the world so much, he was unable to forgive them by snapping his fingers. He needed something to die. So he decided to create his own son to kill him in order for his blood to magically cure everybody of the sin he has given them. Did I get it I right? I agree with everything you said, except the magically part. Well, how There's do you think it happens, man? It's it. got to be magic. Justice is satiated. Well, how do you again, turn let's blood say, into forgiveness? Magic. Michael, let, let's, give me a sec. Okay. Let's, say, let's back up here. Let's say one of your children killed somebody. It, okay. it was just they, they grew up, unfortunately, and they became a murderer. Okay. And they're standing before the judge, and they're going to be sentenced. You're a father... Would you step in the place of your son and take his place if the judge was... If you could, if you no, could. probably not. You would let your son go to prison. Well, my son killed somebody. Um, right. That's uh, quite a thing to do. I wouldn't... I'd be grieved beyond belief, but mm-hmm. I don't think I would step into his place as the person who goes to jail. Well, see, we're both fathers, so... We love our children, and we would or would not do that. But see, this is where it shows that God's love is superior to our love as parents, because he went that extra step. He really did. He sent his son to die in our place. Where is That's he now? That's how much God loves us. Where is his son now? The Bible says he's up at heaven. And Great, in this so age, he's got his kid with the Holy him. Spirit. Great, so he's got his right. kid. He never gave up anything. Would you let your child be brutalized? My crucified, son is not an eternal being. Tortured? And I can right. change the rules because I'm an eternal being. And I okay. Am, well, let's say God know. did that. Let's say that God decided uh-huh. that he was just going to forgive everybody no matter what. Well, where does the justice then come for the people we've wronged? Oh, well, you know, there's a jail system. Maybe we can put them in jail for a little bit instead of eternal torture for not loving you. <laughs> Well, again, you keep backing up on loving you, and loving is a, right. a portion, but because we're talking that's justice pretty, here. That's pretty How disgusting. How is justice satisfied be... Look, if, it's let's disgusting. say, right now, President that... Trump gets up, and President Trump says, I am going to pardon every criminal in the United disgusting. States, and we're going to open the jails and let the jails out into the United States. Would you not think that the culture would be like, what? Where's the justice in that? Right, that's why I said we, we could have a jail system. There's no need for an eternal 
torture. There's no need for eternal forever fire. There's no need for that. Well, and again, I'm going to go to the and I'm, again, I'm going to go 25. to the just because we don't love him thing because that is the most mm. ridiculous thing. Just because he doesn't, well, we don't love him, he's going to torture us forever, dude. That's that's horrible. Wow. That's Mike, horrible. I, I find this in discussing with the atheists often is they get stuck on a particular thought or a particular idea, like you are now with, you know, where's the love in that? And again. The point is not love. I've answered your question. It's the not point love. Is it's justice. justice. It's right. the and answer. That is right, exactly. And that is disgusting. Well, is it disgusting yes. for President Trump to pardon every criminal in the United States? Yes. Anything so that why then should God pardon every person for their crimes? Are you contributing Donald Trump to God? I'm sorry. I'm, conf- I'm confused on what's going on here. Okay. You're... Well, you're saying that God, as the judge, should just... Pardon everybody, or just let no, them I, do no, a, already, a jail sentence you, for a yeah, certain a amount of sentence. time. Right. right. Well, would that be that's okay in a, the United States if, if Trump yeah, that's what we do. pardoned everybody? No, that's not what we're doing. We don't pardon everybody. We put them in jail, dude. It's called a judicial okay. system. That's how it works. Okay. Well, but in God's judicial answer, system, answer this, Michael. You go what to jail happens forever. then? You don't get out, Michael, and you're tortured then? while you're there. Right. Right. Well, let's say that you get out of jail. You've done your time in hell for however many years that you believe is a jail sentence. Uh-huh. What then? Would you want to live with God? Then you're forever? forgiven. I don't know. Yeah. If if, if see, that, that person that's would, the question, I would because, because you're he... free. You're free. You're now on the new earth with with the new Jerusalem, and God is there. Do you? Would you want to live with God forever? Me personally, because I would yeah, not yeah, want to live with a child killer. Someone who tortures and kills children is disgusting to me. Someone who threatens me with eternal hell just because I don't love them is disgusting to me. I have a right. lot so, of problems with that person. Right. And you I think do, you would you're an too. Atheist. I think you would too in real life. If you met a real life person who killed children because they didn't love their parents didn't love them. He drowned, he starved them, he sent wild animals to tear them apart. And then he told you he loves you, and then you didn't love him back, and he said he's going to torture you forever. That's, this so is a, a guy who sacrifices his own son for that you would not have to go to prison forever <laughs> Dude, is but he not starves, an act of love. But he starves, drowns, and, and, and sends wild animals after children. You still think he's cool? Well, once you're dead, then it's the, the eternal state. You forget that we're kind of like in a womb. Yeah. Picture a baby in a womb. They're in there nine months. They can feel contractions. They can Nothing. feel the water. They hear their mother's breathing. Uh-huh. But in nine months, they're born. And then they live you know, 70, 80, 90 years outside the womb. Brother, we are in a womb stage right now. We are like <laughs> larva. We are in the beginning stages of who we are really meant to be. And that's in the afterlife. That's the birth. Our death is really a birth into a new life. And so if we die in this life... As Paul said, you know, what's the matter if I die or live? I will be in the afterlife or I'll be in heaven one day. I'm paraphrasing. And so that's yeah. what our life is. And, and this life is a preparation for the next. Unfortunately, we're born under a death sentence, but the just judge sacrificed wow. his own so life so that we can be saved. Yeah, well, true. I understand you say that. And that's what's the wonderful about God is that we get to choose. Right. See, you're not being forced so me, to love God or thing. not. Let, you can do, choose to love God or not. Let's go back to your judge thing. If I... Go, if I, okay. if I go into this, uh, if I go to a courtroom and the judge is all mad because I didn't show him enough love, praise, attention, or money, he's mad at me. So he's going to uh, torture me forever. This is in, where you're, in you're jail. stuck on something. Do you think, do you, this is, I am stuck on you're something. Stuck, the I judge stuck doesn't love a, you. Mm. The judge doesn't love you or not love you. He could care 
less. You're just another court case in a long document. Oh, now, court now case. the judge doesn't care. So he has to <laughs> give you justice. Not in my world. And buddy. in this case, in though, my world, the judge is your God, and your God mm-hmm. tells me that I didn't love him, so he's mad because I didn't love him enough. So he's going to well, torture me for it. Love, but. Again, it's not the love issue. It's the justice issue. You have offended God God. by your sins. You have hurt people. You have wronged people. I have hurt people, and I have wronged people. I have to pay for it. And we are now sentenced to the... Now, originally, like I was saying earlier, hell was not created for humanity, not whatsoever. Matthew 25 (laughs) tells us that hell was created for Satan and the demons. They were, before God face-to-face, they knew better. Hell was meant for them, but... When we sinned as a human race against God, we fell under that same punishment. He knew that was going to happen. He knew all that was going to happen. Of course he created hell for bad people, people he didn't like or people that didn't love him enough. Of course he did. He knew exactly what was going to happen. You think he didn't know that people were going to disobey him? Right. Because right. You know what so he knew about? exactly what he was doing. He created hell for me. He created hell for anybody else who does not believe in him. That's who he created so, hell for. He knew exactly what he was doing if he knows everything. But you're an atheist. You don't believe in hell. <laughs> That's true, man. But you do. You're the one telling me I'm going to hell. Yeah, but but I've never been an atheist who didn't believe in God or hell, and clearly you do, Michael. Wait, I do what? I believe in hell. And you believe in God. I, and I believe in God. Well, that's ridiculous. Let's get back on topic Is it? here. All yes. right, wait, you have an entire podcast dedicated yes. to trying to disprove God in the Bible. No. Now, I no. don't believe Stop in unicorns. Right Stop right there. But Stop I don't right spend there. all my... my time trying to disprove unicorns. No, I don't spend all my time trying to disprove unicorns or Yahweh. That's not what okay. this podcast is about. This podcast is a seeking for answers. None of this stuff makes any sense to me, man. And pastors and, and, and religious leaders are the ones who are supposed to have all these answers, who should know more about it than I do. That's what mm-hmm. this podcast is about. It's a search for answers. Well, I would say it's a search for answers, but you're getting the answers, but you're still going back to your original thesis. Because the answers and don't so make any you're sense You're not to getting me. the answers. Well, what answer would make sense to you? That's a great question. I don't know. Let's try. Let's say, Michael, you're God. How uh-huh. would you organize the universe? Well, let's see. I wouldn't need bloodshed for forgiveness. I wouldn't get mad okay. at people who don't love me. I mean, that is ridiculous. Let's start off there. And and if we're going to create heaven, why can't we just create heaven on earth to begin with? Why all this drama? Why all this bloodshed, death, drowning of children, starving of children, cancer? Why? You don't need all that. If you can create a perfect place in heaven, why not start with that? Oh, he did. Because God doesn't want to... Because God doesn't want to fill heaven with robots. He could have made <laughs> an entire race of people that wanted nothing more. He could have put more. us all in the Garden of Eden. He could have put us he all could have, in this happy but you know what? place. But he didn't. We would have sinned. We would have sinned. Nope. We would have How rebelled you know? against him eventually. We don't know this. That's just Adam a... and Eve did. Adam, Adam and Eve, Eve did because he put his stupid trees there. If he didn't put his stupid trees in the garden, his, nothing would have happened. But oh, God so it's God's decided... fault Adam and Eve disobeyed him, you're saying. Who stored the magic trees in the garden? That was who, the only who, thing that they weren't the allowed to do. Is that the only place he can put it? Is that the only place he can put his magic trees? So you mean when Adam and Eve, who had no rules and regulations against them, were oh. only given one, do not eat from this tree, and they couldn't even do that. There we go. Let's, would we do even better? Hmm. If I put a gummy bear with rat poison in it in the middle of my child's room, whose fault is it when that child eats that gummy bear? 
Is it mine? Ah, but your child, child disobeyed you. You, I, I assume, you told will. your child. I gave him free will. You told will. your child, right, to of not course, eat it. Of course, of course. Right, and the child did anyway. Of course, because it's a gummy Why bear. did the child do it? Because, because it's a child. Because the they're disobedient, right. So whose fault that's is we it are. that that child ate that gummy bear? We, because of our free will. We could choose to obey God oh, or not. crying out loud, man, it, whose fault is it? The kid's fault or is it my fault? It's our fault. We're uh, the ones who disobeyed. We're the ones that acted against God. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I know. That's okay. All right, so let's get back to faith. I really have some serious questions on faith. Um, Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> you do, man. You really do. Now, faith, I'll give it, you the answers, but mm-hmm. the, the first half hour is any any kind of show. Is, I'll give you the answers, but you're not going to believe any of them. So well, it doesn't make, I don't know if we're just spinning our wheels here or not. <laughs> it, it, all, it all makes for entertaining radio, sir. Uh, so gotta get the numbers yeah okay well well, so can faith actually move mountains i'm very curious on what faith can actually do because the bible claims it can do some pretty crazy things uh let's see matthew 17 20 and 21 21 jesus claims that faith itself can move a mountain into the ocean or move it to and fro and then he says that uh was it luke 17 6 Sorry, excuse me. Seventeen six says that faith can uproot a tree and then put it in the sea. Now, mm-hmm. I'm very curious if you believe that faith can actually move mountains physically, mount move them, or if this oh, is just a, a I, metaphor. Don't think I haven't tried, thing. man. I remember as a kid standing there and I'm like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try to move this mountain over there. You yeah. know, I even did the Star Wars thing. I held my hand out, you know, and it shook. So funny and, you say. All right, I have faith. I have faith. I have faith. Move that mountain. Move it. And obviously, it didn't happen. Now. The Bible is filled with, it has 40-some different authors, and they all mm-hmm. write from different styles. There's got mm-hmm. your poets and your historians and your narratives and stuff like that. And God, who is the author of all those different styles, uses different styles when he speaks. Sometimes he uses like and as. Sometimes he uses symbol, symbols or symbology. Uh, sometimes he uses literalness and just narrative. Sometimes he uses parables. And so when he's talking about faith that moves mountains or throws trees or stuff like that, it's a it's a... Kind of, a, I'm not sure that I'm not an English teacher, but the word a metaphor or a, mm-hmm. it, it basically is a symbol for what faith can do. In other words, faith is so big it can move spiritual mountains of a sort. Now, for instance, that's I'll interesting. He didn't say spiritual mountains, though. He said actual physical mountains, and then he even said he can throw them into the sea. He well, said he could right. He also a gave tree. many parables too, but the parables were this stories. Wasn't, they this were, wasn't a parable, man. He says, "I tell you the truth, that faith can move mountains." I mean that's not that's not uh, a metaphor at all. That's he says I tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. So well, I think if you look at it this way, uh, are you familiar with Franklin Graham? He's the son of Billy Graham. Uh, I've heard of him. Right. Okay. So Franklin Graham, what he did is he held prayer rallies in every state around the country during the election of 2016. There was no way that that Donald Trump was going to win the election. Oh. Clearly, it was. It was all in Hillary's court, and he held prayer rallies around, and he had people pray, like, hey, we as Christians believe that abortion is murder, and we believe that racism is wrong, and, and, mm-hmm. we, believe, and we have all these different beliefs in what we believe in, and we were concerned that if Clinton and the Democrats, who tend to be more you know, atheists or godless, so to speak, got in, mm-hmm. that these crimes would still continue. And so through faith, we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we held rallies, and we held rallies, wow. and like a miracle, wow. we, a mountain moved, Donald Trump uh, won presidency. Now, 
I'm not saying that politics is an answer, but what I'm saying is that when wow. Christians get together and they fit, pray in faith, great things happened, and that's exactly what Jesus Then why don't you all go to a bunch of children's hospitals instead of electing an idiot? Holy cow, do. man! Why don't you go to the children's hospital and start curing everybody? If this is so magical and so and it works so well, why isn't there a cure for cancer yet? Why are kids still buy, dying of brain cancer, man? Elect well, Donald Trump because you're afraid. I'm just what using I, an example. What about all Have the you kids? Seen, no, what about any all the other kids organizations in human history mm. that's ever done more good for the public than the Christian church? We wow. live out our love. We live out the love no. that Jesus given us. You will find you Christian ministries hate, involved in hospital mm. work and, and work. The Catholic Church alone in the Middle Ages was the only place to go where you could uh, find help for lepers and wayward there. people. Let's not go to the Catholic Church in the Middle yeah, Ages. Yeah, well, I'm not Catholic, so I don't know. But yeah. you'll find that the, the Islamic belief is whatever Allah wills, Allah wills. So there is no outreaches, there's no donations that help the poor. Mm. Hinduism, the same way, well, it's just their karma, it's just their bad energy going wow. with them. There's no need to it help doesn't... these people. Oh. But you'll find with Christianity that Christians help people because we want to show God's love. And if there's any example of what Christians, uh, God's love for people is his work through Christians. No, I, I haven't seen it, man. Uh, I've seen a lot of uh, anger, jealousy, hatred, uh, racism. Um, I've seen a lot of that. Uh, bigotry. Well, I'm hearing a lot of anger here too, so, so I don't think it's it's limited to Christians. Of I'm course, not, we're, not, angry. we're anger is anger at when evil prevails, uh, and you will always see Christians uh, angry when evil prevails. Now, but we're no humans, so not everybody lives it out as as well as they should. But as Christians, we're supposed to be growing in our faith, and it's called that sanctification. It's a process of becoming more Christ-like, become more perfect, and that's a you know, even a hundred-year-old people struggle with that because it's it's a lifelong thing. So yeah, do Christians sin? Absolutely. Do we get mad and say stupid things? Yes, we do. Everybody does. But it's a process of sanctification to become more Christ-like, and hopefully, we learn and grow and mature over time. You aren't the only ones helping out the poor and stuff, man. That's when it gets ridiculous. Christianities do no, not primarily. You can't say but primarily either, because then I can say primarily that, that Christianity has killed a lot of people in, in, in history, that primarily the Christians are the ones that tortured the, the witches in the Salem's, Salem witch trials, man. Tortured that, witches? Are you sure about your history there? Salem's witch trials? Yeah. Yeah. Don't you, don't, they, they tortured and killed a lot of people then? They, yeah, they killed a handful of women, yeah. For, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, some I pretty mean, disgusting stuff done by Christians, yeah. Yeah, so so Christians don't hold this morality, dude. They don't hold the key to morality. Just because okay, they worship well the, just because the they worship of atheism. Just because let's they worship a documented child killer does not mean they have this key to morality. Atheism is not moral. Atheism is merely a lack in a belief of a god. That's all that it is, man. We don't have mm-hmm. any kind of moralistic stick or book or 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 writings or anything like that. It's merely a lack of a belief in a deity. From from my point of view, your God does not hold any kind of morals that that the rest of the world should hold. He gets jealous very easily. He, he, he can't stand it when people don't love him or listen to him, so he tortures them, drowns them. That's not moralistic, dude. That's not, more, uh, um, that's not, that's not somebody who holds a high standard of morals. I hold a higher standard of morals than your deity automatically when I say I will do the least bit of harm to anybody and everybody. I'm going to do the least bit of harm. I'm going to try not to do harm to that person. I'm going to try not to do the harm to that person. I'm going to do the least amount of harm I can. Yahweh, well, he sets fire to people. He drowns people. He 
sends wild animals to kill children. So already my morals are on a higher level than your deity because oh, I don't so kill children. I never said I was uh, God. Why do you have yeah, to add see, that's, God that's to where, it? That's where it always ends up. It, no, it doesn't the Garden end of Eden, there. When Satan tempted Adam and Eve, what did he offer them? He didn't offer them a piece of he fruit. He didn't offer them anything. He, offered he just them, told them the truth. He did. He offered them God. I, let's go back to Genesis, if you want, and we'll go to Genesis 3. And I'll show you what Satan said, is that, could you not all be like God? In other words, he was offering them Godhood, and that's what atheism offers you. No, it not only offers you Godhood, you but it also God. puts you at the top right of the evolutionary chain. Sure. But let's go back to history here, because you got it wrong that there Your is no atheist open, text. There, there will, is atheist text. No uh, the writing of Karl text. Marx and Nietzsche and stuff like that have been the foundation text, of atheist societies for no. decades. no. No, yeah. I don't... Well, you want to talk about societies totally found in atheism? Let's look at that. Oh. Let's look at communist Russia. Let's look at Let's communist look at North ages. Korea. Let's look at communist China. Let's look at the How Catholic many Church. tens of millions How many of people tens of died of children at the hands of the morality inside of God's church? We can go back and well, forth on bad things from each side, dude. It does not mean right. atheism is but anything other than the lack of a belief. But you just said atheist morality was higher than Christian no, morality. No, I did not say atheist You said morality. atheists don't want to hurt morality. people. My morality. But if atheists are hurting ah, people, then that doesn't make them moral, right? You're not listening, dude. You're not listening. Well, I'm listening. I totally understand. I've had this conversation thousands of times. I know well, how it always ends. Did you listen ends. to those ones? Because I'm telling you that atheism is nothing more than a lack of a belief. And me as a person, as a human being, would like to do less harm to other human beings because as a society, that will be beneficial. Ah, so would you then say, would you agree this or not, as hmm. other atheists have told me, that humanism is the religion of atheism? There's no religion of atheism. Atheism is merely a lack of a belief in a deity. That's all it is, man. It's not a lifestyle. It's nothing else. It's just a lack well, of a belief. Well, you can say that, but that's not true. Because uh, once you elevate humanity to the highest level, then who becomes God? Atheism doesn't elevate anything. It's merely it a does. lack of it a belief. It does. It elevates Are humans more evolved than chimpanzees? Yes, but that has nothing to do Are with atheism. Are humans more evolved than whales? Yes, but that, again, has nothing to do with okay, my so atheism. So then who, who is the top of the evolutionary ladder on this planet? I don't know. Maybe dolphins. I really haven't maybe, looked into it. Maybe, but they don't have hands and they don't build anything. So That doesn't... How do you know Probably that? the human. They could have a whole city so, underwater that you haven't seen. <laughs> well, now we're just guessing. <laughs> so if humans are <laughs> the most evolved beings... If humans are the most evolved <laughs> beings on the planet, then who sets up the laws of morality? Uh, Who decides what is moral? Nobody decides what is moral. Nobody is the decider. Oh, wait nobody a minute. The There's decider. whole governments that decide what is moral. Uh, they decide with laws. I don't think they decide what right. is moral. I think we and all laws decide are based what is on moral, moral by, by well, voting certain okay, well, people look at this. in. And, you and said it was setting... evil to let your child die, right? Well, what if tomorrow the government said it was okay to kill your children for any reason, for any way? Is that now moral? I just told you they don't make moral laws. They make just but, regular laws that we decide are good for the society. Which is morality. Sure, we can, we can call it morality. That's fine. We can call it morality. All right. So the government makes laws based on the current morality. 
but let's say that morality it a good thing it would not make it moral to kill a child because that is not beneficial to my child is not that is not doing less harm that is doing more harm and that's what your deity does instead of doing less harm he does more harm well again humanity was born under a death sentence the harm he did as you're saying is to send his own son to, to take the punishment for you. So we did I'm it not ourselves. seeing why that's evil or, or bad evil. or anything. Sending my son to die for absolutely no reason is an evil thing. It well, makes here no you go. Sense. You said not, no reason again, but again, you're you're very incorrect on that. Actually, There's there is no reason reasons. when I can make the laws. I can change the rules. Oh. I can change the whole world if I want to. I don't right. need my son to die if I can do all of that, right? But then where's justice? Right, right. Right? You could, but then yes. where's justice? Thank you. Thank you. The where's just, justice? The justice is I've changed it and nobody has it anymore. Nobody has evil. Nobody has sin. That's the justice. Well, you know what? That is exactly what God's going to do. Gonna. The Bible prophesies oh, that we it. will get to a time period Eventually. when Jesus Christ returns After and he, he will things. defeat evil. Yes, he will. He will kill all but those who are evil. He doesn't need and to. And he will then set up his kingdom and then. There will be a time of eternity where we are back in that Garden of Eden. A peace, righteousness, and Ugh. justice defines a time period where we walk and talk and have fellowship with God. There's no more sin. There's no more sinners anymore. So God is going to do exactly what you're saying that you want to happen. When? What's he waiting for? When? Why is all this, why is all this drama for? Why does he need it all? Why can't he just do it? Oh, your answer for that is in Second Peter three. Why is he waiting so long? Well, he's God; he can wait however long he wants, right? That's fantastic. But why? Here why does go. he need the theatrics? Second Peter three nine. Well, why can't he just you. start off that way? Again, the Lord why doesn't he slack. start off that way? The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness or slowness. Oh yeah. But is long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, mm -hmm. but that all should come to repentance. Except for the ones that That's are killed. That's why he's waiting. He's waiting for every person that is ever destined to be born to get their choice or not, to choose him or not. And when those he already are knows finally what's to happen. get to that last person, already knows what's happening. He's God. Right. He's so why is he waiting? He already knows what's going to happen. Why doesn't he just snap his fingers and make it all happen in heaven? Now every person who was going to do it is going to be in heaven. There's your free will. There, there's your justice. That's no justice. You Why mean not? that we should snap our fingers and let every criminal out of jail? You just told me that you believe that criminals that. at least should go no, to prison I, for a while. Isn't that at all. fulfilling some sense of justice? Why doesn't he start off in heaven and hell? Why do we have to go to he, Earth first? Because originally Earth was meant to be that. So he messed and it up. Will again. Do you know that actually in, that the Bible sense, teaches man. that we won't be in heaven forever, Ugh. but he's going to recreate the earth to a new earth. Jerusalem, and yeah. And there's going to be city walls yeah, made, of, made of... Yeah, city walls and city gates, and you can't get out of it. Why do there's walls no, no, and no. gates? No, no, no. They're gates. If you have gates, you can come in and out. There's. <laughs> it says they stay open 24-7, <laughs> so they're not closed. And the people of the earth, and again, we're talking about all believers, all love the Lord, are saved. We're not under that death sentence anymore. Mm. We choose to live with God forever. And we're in eternity with him. Now, those who've rejected him, yes, they didn't rejected their chance of being forgiven, and so they're still under the death sentence, and they will still go to hell. And Michael, I hate to say it, but you will too. You will be in hell too, and I don't want that. That's Jesus so didn't fair, want that. isn't That's it? why There's he died for you. So much it justice. It is fair because he gave so up his justice. own life for you, man. He so died what? for you because he loves you. He that didn't much. have to. He did not but have he did. to do. He, he also kills he did, children. And he did. He also drowns children. What children you keep children. talking about children? What are these children you're talking about? 
So there's this thing in Drowning the children. Did yeah, you... there's this thing called the flood in the beginning, and he yeah. wipes out all of humankind except for a few because he's mad and he regrets making them. So he drowns every child on the planet. And then later on in the Passover, he comes down and he kills children in the sleep in their bed while they're because, you know, he hardened Pharaoh's heart. He wasn't getting his, his mm-hmm. blood sacrifices, so he killed children there. In Hosea 9, he starves children mm-hmm. to death because their parents weren't worshiping him. Then he sends wild animals to tear up children because his parents weren't listening to them. And then he makes their fathers and their mothers eat their own children because, you know, they weren't listening to him. Eat their own children? Uh, yes. There's no cannibalism in the Bible. There is no cannibalism in the Bible. Please hold. Yeah, bring that up because I'd like to see what you're referring to there. Did did God bring justice on the world in the flood? Yes, he did. The Bible also says that God will bring justice again on the earth, and it's going to be called Jeremiah, the tribulation. It's a, Jeremiah 19, 3 through 9, he threatens to make people eat their own children. He does it in one other place, too. He says that the mother will delight in eating her offspring. It's in there. Oh, yeah, that was what happened when Jerusalem was under siege. The people cannibalism were being starved in the Bible. and started eating their children. Yeah. Yeah. The people were God starving made this, to death. They God, ended up eating their children. That was God a judgment. Made this Matter of fact, happen. Caesar God Caesar made this happen. Conquered, Your loving God, God made it happen. Made this happen. Hmm. He says, I will make so, them eat their own children. I will make them eat their own children. God did this. Because they weren't so listening. They grabbed to their him. hands and Right. Was, he brought an army which surrounded their city and starved them to death for two and a half years. And he did it again. <laughs> That's so he did fair, it again in man. 70 AD. He's so just. And you know what the Bible prophesies? So that he's going to do him. it again, that the whole world is so going to be against love. Israel. The whole world, and they're going to try to destroy the Two thirds of the Jewish people are mm. going to die during the tribulation. It's already prophesied. Millions. You know, yeah. in just the after first year of the tribulation, one and a half billion Satan people are going to die cage. during the tribulation. Because he released Satan from his cage. Does that sound like a smart idea? Oh, Satan chose to rebel against against God. Again, oh, no, free no. will. During the, is... during the tribulation, he's going to be uh, let out of his cage. There's an angel going mm-hmm. to open the door to the abyss and let Satan out for a thousand years. Oh, oh you're, yeah, you're, you're mixing him up with Abaddon. Abaddon is a like a general demon. Oh, Satan man, will still be loose throughout. Yeah. Matter of fact, Satan is bound for a thousand years during the Millennial Kingdom, and he's yeah. released at the end. And right. why is Again, he released at the end? Why is he released? Because he's a rallying point for people to choose God or not. Oh, man, crying Michael, out loud, dude, history, that's the most ridiculous thing. You just let not, the prisoners it's, go. It's the reality you of it. You just said letting the prisoners go is a bad idea, and now God's going to let the prisoner go, and it's a great idea. Okay, well, answer this question for me. <laughs> Would you oh, respect and love a God who created you, forcing you to love him. He is that how you want... all people for his own praise, man. That's what it says. It says for his own fellowship. Isaiah 43, 21, the people I formed for myself that they may proclaim my praise. He's so yep. concerned about his own praise and honor that he's willing to, to, to kill children for it, to, to torture you forever. It. Oh, my he God, He deserves the praise that. and honor. Oh, oh yeah. he deserves the praise and he, honor. Because he did the ultimate sacrifice. He died for our sins. Murderers okay, do but not let's go back. Praise. You haven't answered my question Murderers yet. Would do you not respect praise and honor. a God child killers who forced do not you to love him? Pra- child killers do not deserve praise and honor. And I'm not going to love your God because he kills children. He can try and, and have force the me all he that. wants. Great. But I will not worship or love a child killer. I have this issue. It's it's called empathy. Um and when when children are killed or tortured or, or sent wild animals or eaten, I have a problem. 
I have an issue with it. That person who was doing the killing and the, the torture, I have a problem with that person. That person, mm-hmm. to me, is a disgusting person. They're a terrible, horrible human being. But, when but they don't God exist, so it, why should it bother you? But when your God does it, you're... He did it for good reason. But he reason. doesn't exist. He's lying. He doesn't exist. Why does it matter? He exists in your mind, and you make decisions based on your beliefs, do you not? Yeah, to love people. Right, exactly. Matter of fact, he left us with You're, the two greatest commandments. Voted, love God and love each other. based on your beliefs, correct? I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. What? You, you vote based on your beliefs, correct? Absolutely. And that is why it's so important to have these kinds of conversations. Oh, this is about election. So what are Christians voting for that is so antithetical towards humanity? I don't know. What are you voting for? What did you vote for lately? The right to life. The right to life. And how did the you right make to, that vote, sir? That we don't kill people, the same thing you've been arguing about, we don't kill children. Where is that <clears throat> that voting? Where did you vote for that? What did you vote for to get that to happen? You vote for you vote for a candidate who you supports pro life values. Republican candidates like Donald oh. freaking Trump. So you're a Democrat. I am against Donald Trump. Well, uh, Donald Trump's a man like anybody else. Like Hillary would be He's any a better, disgusting man. You know, human she being, be. man. He's a There's no candidate that ran in the last election that was good or bad. But we're not talking politics. We're talking nope, about No, but faith. you asked me why, and that's why. That's oh, one of so the major reasons. all this reasons is about right you no, hate not Donald all. Trump. No, again, he's putting words in my mouth. This is not Okay, all well, what if we Donald went Trump. back to George W. Bush? You know, Great. the Democrats and atheists hated him, too, but what did, and you hated know, him. he wasn't Donald Trump. I don't know about well, hated. Is hate despised is a, a better word? Hate is such a Yahweh word. Ah, he hates sin, right? He, he used it quite a lot. I hate. He also sin. hates the people hate in Hosea. He hated them. He hated them so much he slayed their cherished offspring. This is the God. Yeah, he also worship. gave them four hundred years to repent, and they refused. They didn't live for four hundred years. <laughs> every generation after generation after generation, and you know what? Uh, these people, they weren't these nice, happy people living at uh, peace and harmony with another. They were monsters. They were oh, evil. Yeah? People. You know when God told to kill Did the Canaanites? Did they kill children? The Canaanites killed children. They used to have the statue so of Molech. So you think people who killed children with the are hands called monsters? Extended, and they would heat these hands super hot, mm-hmm. and they would put their babies onto these hands to burn to death. God said, kill them. If you and their knew of a country that continued to practice Molech worship, that killed children, would you not want our U.S. Army to go in and destroy that country? We've killed 60 million of our own children God so is going weird. to send his army to you're destroy You're so against us the too. killing of children, but when God does it, you're perfectly fine with it. It's no big because deal. It's like, again, it's, 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 you just brush it off. Like, it's no big deal because everybody else who does it, you're like, have a huge problem with. But when God starves mm-hmm. and drowns them, eh, it's God. He loves us. Well, do you, bear <clears> in mind that when you talk about children, God talks about the age of accountability, where you, faith is based on reason and logic. You have to be able to think. And so those who are... Come on, man. Come not, on. It's true. It's just you can't not, tell yeah, me that know, any of this is based on logic, though. You can't tell me that. Oh, it's, it, I could go on and on about how it's based on logic. It isn't just we Christians running around When's the last guy you There's saw come evidences. back from the dead? When's the last guy you saw come back from the dead? I haven't. I've never exactly. seen it. That's it's not where logical the faith comes to, It's from. not logical to believe that somebody comes back from the dead. When's the last time you saw That's an animal the talk? When's the last time you saw an animal talk, sir? I have Never. Not. So it doesn't... It's not logical that animals talk. Have you you met every animal on the planet? I have met enough Have you met every person on the planet? See, you're basing your decisions like me on the amount of evidence that Uh, you have received. 
Christians too have made their decisions based on the amount of evidence you receive. You believe in evolution, which is this absolutely nutty, based on the amount of evidence that you've got or lack of evidence. That's an assumption. And we too, as Christians, base our faith on the evidences that we've received. It's not feelings are involved, yes, but feelings are an after effect, not the during. So anyway, when you talk about children dying, Mm -hmm. they're going to heaven. Your children, if they're below the age of accountability and they die, they're going to heaven. So if children die, it's horrible, yeah. Why torture? But even worse is a society that murders them. Well, no, no one's torturing them. Drowning isn't torture. Holy cow, dude. Breathing in water is torturous. Starving children to death is torturous. Don't you think any of that's torture? What I do think, Michael, Michael, is this. And I've had this conversation with some of my closest relatives are atheists and other atheists. It always seems to believe in God. (laughs) You do believe in God. You know you're going to hell, and you're building a court case for why. Now, the Bible teaches that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. You will stand, according to God, one day before him. You will bow before him and you you will say, Jesus is Lord. No, (laughs) it's a fact. It will happen one day. But, brother, this is where Jesus comes in. He died for your sins so that you do not have to go to hell when you put your faith and trust in him. But you don't know that. That's where faith comes in. I do know that. that, Well, you don't know that dinosaurs lived. 50 million years ago, or a billion, but they did. They did I'm not. I'm not basing they, my whole worldview on it, though. You I'm are not voting oh, for it. Dude, you know, that, that's a whole another, if you want to do another radio interview, evolution is a whole worldview. It affects everything you do and think and say. Everything. You don't believe dinosaurs It reduces dinosaurs humanity lived? to butte animals. Oh, I've, I love dinosaurs. I've seen okay, them all the time. That has uh, nothing to do with evolution at this point. It does, you because just, it's saying that mm. they've evolved into other creatures, but... Let's save evolution. If you want to get together again and talk evolution, right, I could talk right, evolution right, right. for hours. That would be a whole different subject. And you've only got two minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> How do you want to conclude this? Well, I, I really wanted to talk about faith. Well, we did, but, brother. Uh, yeah, we talked well, about faith you know, up, down, left, and right. Uh, and it's well, a matter of, I, I, it's a, it's from the evidence that, that I have, things. my and, faith in God is what it is. Right, you have the evidence, a, same evidence I do, but you don't have the faith, therefore you do not believe it. And that's the choice that God gives us. Right. But according to the Bible, faith is more than just a belief or, or, or a hope. Faith is an actual thing. And I love that you mentioned earlier it's kind of like Star Wars and the Force. Because it is like Star Wars and the Force. You're moving mountains and plants with your hands or your thoughts. And, and then later on, you're, you're healing people with your thoughts. Uh, and Mark 10.52, Matthew 15.28, uh, Jesus heals people with their faith. He just says, by your faith, you're healed. So this is a magical substance. And then in Ephesians 6.16, you can actually take up a shield of faith against mm. flaming arrows. So this is a substance. Again, this is more, more like a super. More alliteration, yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds more but like the, a superpower to from, me. Well, it's not our power. It's God working through us. Through so faith, it is a, faith moves it is a mountains superpower. because then God moves it. Well, if then you want to say Christians have superpowers, fine. I, I've yet to see. I, it. I have no problem with that. I'm, I I'm happy Christians with that. I think Christians may think they have superpowers, but <laughs> but well, you know, I think evolutionists think that or uh, atheists <laughs> think they're indestructible. But I never brother, said that. someday you're going to be standing before the judge. The same Who scenario that we talked hey, about. You're throwing a lot of stuff at me here. I never yeah, said I well, was indestructible. I don't think atheists because... think they're indestructible either. Well, I because I've, you, you talk atheists and they think somehow that think that, that reality doesn't exist, that God isn't there, he doesn't make the reality rules, doesn't and he's exist. not sending you to hell. And Dude, that, my brother, reality, that animals don't me. talk and people don't come back from the dead. That's my reality. 
Okay, and that's that's fine for you. But you have the same evidence I do, right. and you've chosen no to reject it. Where I've chosen to receive it. Nobody coming back from the dead, and I've yet but to it see this invisible the reality magical man of it. in the sky who's angry at me for not loving him. I've yet oh, to I'm see surprised you didn't call him a spaghetti feeling... monster. <laughs> well, I like the invisible dinosaur deity myself, but invisible. Get... Okay, yeah, or, or the magic man in the sky. I love that one. The mag, like he's magic and he's a man he's and magic. He's in the sky. All it's three of those are wrong. Well, he's not right. a man. Super. No, he's God. Now Jesus came. He's a father, though, right? Became as a man, right? But as, he's as not a, father, he's not that a human. Make, that would make him, and a he's male. not an angel. Well, we're all in his image, are we not? So he's male. True. He's a father. He's magical, supernatural, because supernatural is magic. He's no other way. Well, to he knows it. more science than we do. If you want to say it's supernatural, you got to say he knows a lot more <laughs> science than we do. <laughs> science. <laughs> Come on, man. Science. Okay. Well. <laughs> This right. has been well, we're fun. at the end of our time, so yeah. if you want to wrap, I'm more than happy to talk to you any other time. Yeah, definitely. The, the thing is, though, you're, you're seeking answers, you're getting the answers, but you're rejecting all the answers. Because so the answers don't, don't make sense. I don't know what the purpose of your podcast <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, just, you've already made your decision. You should just, like, put a statement on your website that says, this is what I believe, and tough luck to whatever else you all think. <laughs> Hey, you're not, you're, you're getting answers, but you're just, you're just rejecting them, and that's fine. You're allowed. That's what God gives us free hmm. will to choose that or not. But, brother, you uh-huh. will stand before God one day, and every yeah. knee will bow and every tongue confess with Jesus is Lord. And, man, I'll be there, too. Even I'll finally get to meet you in person, I'd be, but I'll also watch you to be sent to hell. And I don't want that, and Jesus doesn't want that. And, and that's why, why he, he gave his own it? life for you. You're asking wise of an infinite God. Just accept <laughs> that's what he decided. Just accept That's it. what he decided. Just accept, just accept it. That's it what he worship him. As hey, long you as decided you to have along. you decided to have there kids. I have to accept it. I don't have to know why you ah, decided to I have kids. You just had kids. kids. I just had kids. That's kind of what happens when you do things. Well, I planned. I tried but, to plan mine. At least one of them was planned. I think I figured <laughs> it out. Faith only works if you play along. So all of this works as long as oh, you play along. Wow, that, that's great sense. you bring that up because that brings us back to what I first said. Faith is huh. tied to obedience. You're absolutely right. It involves playing along, as you said. But it involves obedience to God. And why mm. do we obey to God? Not because we fear Him, but because we love Him. I love God, man. That he's there. I know you hate God, and you've I given your reasons, I and I understand. God. I don't hate unicorns or trolls or leprechauns, man. Oh, you do, man. Come on, I've I never met an atheist. Never met an atheist who didn't believe in God, you, brother. You, you believe in God. You do, wow. and you've spent your life trying to deny God. Wow. But He hasn't denied you. And the fact that we're talking today is a wonderful thing. Because this is God reaching out to you, saying, it's me hey, I love you, you, and I want you to be saved. <laughs> All right, well, you man. have well, no I... force behind you. Well, <laughs> but I, I but this is good night. I love <laughs> talking with fun. atheists. It's like banging your head against the wall, because you've oh, already made man. your decision before we've even oh, talked. Man. But if we want to do it again, I'd be more than happy to. Fantastic, man. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Mike. Have a good time. That's all the podcast there is for you today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show and want to help us keep the recording light on, then stop by the Patreon page today at patreon.com forward slash BSW the podcast and sign up to be a supporter of the show for as little as a dollar an episode. Patrons will get access to patron-only content such as bloopers and unaired clips. As always, you can find us at the Bible Says What Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube pages. Please send all of your questions or hate mail to bswthepodcast at gmail.com. That's bswthepodcast at gmail.com. 
And whether you listen to us on iTunes, Android, or YouTube, you can help others find the show and let us know how we are doing by giving us a rating and or comment. While you're there, don't forget to push that subscribe button so you won't miss out on next week's episode. Until then, would you kindly pick up your Bibles and read them? Bible says what? I'm at host Mike Tyson. Oh, nice job. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be hosting the show next time, huh? Yeah, but what's, what's next? Uh, can you just tell everybody to... Don't forget to press the subscribe button. There you go. That sounds good. So you can make your podcast very better and amazing. Awesome. Thank you, buddy. Say goodbye. I love you. Bye.